Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. My guest today is Anna Woodcock of Brown Dog Bakery in Ankeny, Iowa. After 15 years in business, this pet bakery shop owner more than doubled her annual revenue from $400,000 a year to a whopping 1 million in just three years. I know you want to know how she did it and not just about managing that growth in the business, but also all the pressures and the mental burdens of doing it in a pandemic. In this episode, Anna shares three ways that she grew her revenue how she handles stress, and the exact thing that keeps her loving work every single day. Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros working the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. Brown Dog Bakery is now a 3,000 square foot specialty pet store offering organic bakery, pet supplies, natural dog food, and now grooming services too. And they have the largest selection of raw diets in Ankeny, Iowa. They are one of Pets Plus America's coolest in 2021, and we're proud to have them as Pet Boss Club members. So Anna Woodcock, welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast. Thank you. (laughs) I'm excited to have you join us today and share all your wisdom and pet bossery with our (laughs) listeners. You know, you've been in the Pet Boss Club for a few years now, and I'm always impressed by 
the work that you've done, the growth that you've accomplished. And, you know, when you share with our community, you have such knowledge to share. So this is going to be a great episode together. So you, you know, started, you've grown a lot over the last few years, 15 years in, you were at about 400,000. I think that's about right. Yeah, that's probably about right. And then you started working with the pet boss club and have grown your business and then got through the pandemic and (laughs) tell us what that experience has been like. (laughs) You know, yeah, it was kind of wild. Uh, The getting through the pandemic and the last two years uh, for me personally and with my business has been very challenging. And I honestly, I mean, probably several things combined all at once at the beginning of the pandemic instead of like, contracting my business. That was the time that I decided to expand. And there was a lot of reasons for the timing of that, but I still am not sure where I found the the courage to do it at that time. Cause it was kind of scary to do it. Cause what the pandemic started in March, April was a little slower than normal. May came. And that's when I was like, you know what, the space next door is now available. And I think it's time. So I just kind of dove in looking back. I don't regret any of it at all. And honestly, I wish I had more space. I'm at capacity um, in my store now. I mean, Mm. I could almost use a bigger location, but the town that I'm in, there just, there just isn't anything. So the space Um, you were in, how big was that initially before um, expansion? I think it was 1150. So it wasn't big. It was, it was a small store and now we're at like 3000 and I'm full. Like I don't have room for some stuff that I want. I'm always like, where are we going to put it? Okay. So then the growth that you've experienced in only three years is a really big jump. So there were probably mindset stuff in the beginning, like when maybe when we first started working together or you felt like you had tried everything, what were you feeling, thinking and doing explain what business was like then? There was a couple things that had happened probably around 2018. Well, I just start working with pet boss and that helps keep me focused because I have a really big challenge with that. My nickname at work is squirrel. So have a tendency to start off on one thing. And then as soon as the fun part of that is done, I'm like on to something else. My staff is used to kind of coming around behind me and, and picking up the pieces of the chaos that I sometimes trail behind me. I was somewhat, I don't want to say complacent, but comfortable with having a really small shop. And one of the reasons I'd never expanded and added services like grooming was because my best friend down the street actually owned a doggy daycare with grooming. And as long as, as my friend Joey owned that, I said, I'd never compete with her. So she sold her business. And so that kind of, at that time, it started kind of marinating in my head. Cause I had put out a survey on Facebook and I was like, what would you like to see? Would you like to see more dog food brands? Would you like, what would you like to see more of here? What would you like us to add? And nine out of 10 people said grooming. And that was before Joey sold. So I was kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna, at that time I, w- I couldn't make that, that change. So when she did sell, I started thinking about it, that I didn't have space. And then um, I had a CenturyLink retail store next to me, which was really odd, but whatever. They opened this brand new store and had it for like a year and a half. And then they just pulled out suddenly. So the space was available and I kept walking by it every day on the way to get lunch every day. And I kept looking in the window going, I really should just knock that wall down. <laughs> right. The <laughs> entrepreneur in you was like, what could I do with this like, space? It's <laughs> a really good space. And so, and I don't, I've looked all over town. We did look at some other locations before we made this decision, but we're in what I would consider an A location. I mean, it's a, it's a really good location, which has a ton of traffic. 
And so when you made that decision to go ahead and talk to that landlord, were you nervous about the added rent or the added expenses for build out? And how, how did you overcome those challenges? I've known this landlord forever. I talked him into covering a good chunk of my remodel. Oh, that's no, that's good. That's good. I mean, even though you have a relationship, you negotiated what you could. It was like, I told him, I was like, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. This has been vacant for a bit now. Nobody's going to rent this right now. And I have been a tenant for the time. What was it? 15 years. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, you know, I'm not going anywhere. He covered most of it. I did have to pay for some of it, but there was a lot because we had to redo the ceiling. There was a ton of electrical, data lines, plumbing. Yeah, because and this we tried is the to, space you added the grooming into now. Uh, yeah, we tried to do it as, as easily as possible. Like we, we tried to do as little plumbing as possible because it's really expensive. Um, we still had to have the floor literally sawed up and jackhammered up one day. That was fun and loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he did a lot of that. And I was concerned about covering the additional rent. That was scary. Cause I was like, Oh man, I just more than doubled my space. This has to work. We got done with the remodel like August and I was super excited. And then in October, my husband was forced to retire. I mean, I was really stressed out because suddenly he got some severance, but he basically was like done. And so suddenly it, I mean, it was, I had a fire underneath my butt. It had to work. I didn't have yeah. a choice. You're like, babe, you want to learn how to groom dogs? Cause we have an open position. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, you had to make it work. I, I had to make it work. And I, before I think I had been treating it like a hobby cause I didn't need the income. And I think I went from that mindset of hobby to this is a business and we need to start making businesses decisions. I was kind of already there before that I was starting to get there, but this really pushed me to start making data-driven decisions and true business decisions. And it's sometimes hard. And I'm not going to say it's easy because it is hard sometimes. Right. And that's usually the stuff that's not fun, <laughs> but it's once you hard. understand, maybe just cause I think in the beginning, it's hard to get yourself organized and cause there's so much, you know, as a retailer, um, you're <laughs> yeah. wearing so many hats and you get, you get interrupted all day long by customers and, and vendors and the phone and clients yeah. and the team, you know, so it's hard to find that focus time to work on, on the data, it's, but one, yeah. But once you know what to look at and once you can organize how to look at it, it really becomes empowering and, and does help you make decisions. And I think, you know, when you can start to make decisions from that place, it, you get stronger in business and then it does get easier. It's but, still challenging. Yeah, it's still challenging. There's always new things, but yeah. you sent me a message probably a couple months ago now, but about how you feel like you've got better footing now. You just feel, I think, more confident and, and the business is strong. Yep. I can say from personal experience now, after getting through this, that much growth that quickly, especially that first year, that August to August, after we get done with the remodel, um, if you, there are any flaws in your company, if there's any flaws in your leadership, they're going to be exposed real fast. So anything that you thought was okay, <laughs> suddenly may not have been okay. And you, re- you have to, you have to be able to take that criticism and, and not react negatively to, toward it. Be like, okay, this is what I'm hearing. I obviously need to make some corrections. And that's what I did. Cause I mean, honestly, I wasn't used to managing a team of 12 people, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of people to manage day to day. And so 
you know, my husband actually came in one time and said a couple of, set my manager down and asked her, she's like, what do we need to do? And the feedback was my communication skills were not good enough mm -hmm. because I crazily thought that they, cause Keely had worked for me for a long time that she knew exactly what I wanted. Yeah. She could read your mind. <laughs> right. Like, couldn't she, you know, yeah. and that I, she, that I thought she knew what my pro priorities were all the time. So that was one of the big shifts that I had to make was we had to start having, um, we do uh, two weekly meetings, one at the beginning of the week, one at the end of the week. So one's kind of like, this is what we need to do this week. This is what our focus is. End of the week is like, what did we get done and what's left? Mm -hmm. You know, and also we kind of use the end of the week one to kind of clean up any grooming issues in the grooming salon. Cause I don't, they don't come to the beginning of the week uh, meeting, mm -hmm. you know, is there anything going on in there that I need to be aware of? Yeah. It's I mean, not, expansion isn't just about more rent and uh, more inventory and gains through the build out with your contractors. It's about more energy to have to manage once you're open in that expansion. I think the same rule applies, even if you're going from one location to two locations. I know that happened to me. I worked full time and my my first pet shop, I was on the floor with my couple other people always, like unless it was a you right. know, day I was taking off. I'm like, how hard could it be to have a second store? Well, oh. I'm now not at the first one at half the time. And the second store, I'm not there half the time. And then right. now I do need more office time to help manage just the HR part of the business. And so it was really, you know, really time consuming. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of hats. I'm very fortunate that I have extremely good team members, an amazing, very customer focused manager. Cause she literally keeps the ball rolling. And honestly, a lot of times knows kind of what needs to be done before I do. Mm. She's, she's awesome. So your first growth, probably before expansion from the 400,000 to this like 650,000, was that, uh, wh what key things did you do to grow your business? That probably was like maybe was it 2016, 2015 to 20, 2018? Yeah, that was probably, honestly, that was more, I think Pet Boss Nation helped with that piece of it because it helped me get more structured with some of my marketing and just more structured in my business. And I was really, like I said, I was treating it like a hobby at that time because it kind of still was to me. Mm -hmm. It was fun and I liked it. I still, I still love it. People always ask, you know, <laughs> and I think you asked if I was ready to sell and I'm just not yet. Mm -hmm. I love seeing the dogs come in. I love, I still love the business, mm -hmm. just the whole aspect of it. So, awesome. so I think 20, so that chunk there, when I went to like 600,000, I think that was just kind of getting a little bit more focused and a little bit more polished on mm -hmm. some of my stuff. And a little, like maybe like how your inventory was flowing and turning or pricing yes. products. That's a lot of what we teach too. So, yeah, I think probably just doing some of the small, like I said, some marketing stuff keeping up on posting things on social yeah, media. So like which, little, you know, little shifts and consistency can really start to pay yeah. off. Um, and, and help somebody the grow their business. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. then the, the jump to the seven figure pet boss, which you just hit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> it's a huge milestone. Congratulations. Very few small businesses ever hit it to seven figures and even less of them are female owned. So congratulations. That's a, it's a it's very exciting. special place to be in. So that big jump has now happened with this expansion uh, into the new space and yep. you've added grooming and you went from one groomer to now three groomers. Is that about right? Actually we have four okay. full time and we're adding a fifth. 
four full-time groomers. Not, yeah, that's awesome. And a fifth one's coming in. Oh my goodness. And, and with five, we are at capacity. Like yeah. we don't have any more table time. That is all yeah, we your have. tables and tubs and are so, turning as much as they can. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm like, oh man, we're full. Yeah. <laughs> we are yeah. Full. yeah. And it was, you know, I'm not going to say that wasn't without struggles because it, it kind of was, I mean, we went from one groomer to two groomers, which was fine. I learned a lot of things along the way. The good thing I think Pet Boss taught me on, on a lot of this stuff is that when you realize you've made a mistake, <laughs> pivot, pivot, <laughs> you're not locked in. You can right. make changes. So. Right. Yeah. I would love for you to share one of those mistakes you made in the, with grooming. You've had to pivot and think differently now. We did not start with the one groomer because we're like, oh, we've got a groomer. This is awesome. This is amazing. People are going to be so excited. And they were, but we didn't start with any kind of online system for, for managing information and contacting customers and scheduling appointments, mm-hmm. which so you, at the time you're using like a, a, like a salon notebook or calendar notebook. Yeah. My groomer that helped me start, it was, um, had been grooming for 44 years. And so very experienced, amazing groomer. And so we kind of let her just, we kept everything on note cards. It was, so then you, you add a second groomer. And by the time we got to the third groomer, it was a problem. Right. I'm like, we, well, then you have stacks and stacks of data that has to be input into a system. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> not, I do not recommend that. You, I, if you're starting with one groomer, I, I know it's an additional expense, been in a bigger scheme of stuff. It's like nothing. So right. Do it. Right. It'll, it'll, it'll make your life easier. Well, we finally again, those tools are, you know, they're business, you can write them off as business expenses and they are there to support you, to help you build that foundation to then help you yes. scale. Well, it's just little stuff. It texts everybody when they get their right. It, they text, it texts them through the entire process, which me I'm, I use it. I mean, my hairdresser uses the same type of thing. It's great. Mm-hmm. I don't even know when I have a hair appointment. I just wait for the text. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. love that too. I love, I got a text recently from my, um, veterinarian also that was like it's at the annual it was at the annual it's at clover's annual checkups coming up you know oh, and i was awesome. like oh thanks thanks so much for that reminder yeah i think um where we're at in, in the world we all need those little reminders because there's so much going on and i'm bad about looking at my calendar on my phone i'm just i just don't but a text message i will look at that i'm like oh he text me mm-hmm. so it's it's a better definitely a better way to communicate with people. So yeah. that would be one of the mistakes I made. Don't, if you're, if you're thinking about adding grooming, <laughs> you need, you need software. Right. So, so, all right. So, uh, reminders have helped us and motivate us like those text reminders you just shared, but now let's, yeah. let's change gears to still again, how you've grown your business going back to, well, what motivates your employees? And I read recently in the pets plus article that you, uh, have a bonus structure or kind of a commission structure to help motivate your sales team. Has that helped grow your revenue too? Um, I think so. Yeah, I do. I think it helps keep them engaged. Um, we, we talk a lot about, um, with every, but with the entire team, they're grooming and what I call front end retail about just connecting because the connection piece in our business, I think is super, super important connecting with customers, with each other. And so I think that that piece of it, they understand the bigger picture. They understand where I'm coming from and my bigger picture and my company values and 
the entire piece. And so they're engaged. And if they're engaged, they're also looking at our numbers. And so they're looking, they get paid off uh, our, our gross sales. So it's important to them that not only is the grooming piece doing well, but also the retail piece is doing well. Cause it, you know, we've got to work together. It's a, it's a group effort. And so something there that I know people listening are probably like, Oh, oh my, that they see your numbers that your employees can see like the total sales. I love that. I think that team, they see the daily sales. They need to understand in my perspective, actually, I love it when they can understand kind of the, the whole picture that here's all this money coming in, but it's a business and all this money's going out as well. <laughs> but so they yeah. understand it's not just like, oh, we had a $10,000 day and that money is going in the owner's pocket. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Half of that went <laughs> yeah. to inventory, half the rest of it's going to either rent or team or insurance or marketing, you know? So um, really helping our team understand uh, how, how business works and by yeah. what you're doing here, by letting them see the numbers and understand the numbers and get a piece of those numbers, they're, they're um, even more tied to the success of the business and how it works. Yeah. Yeah. They have to have some kind of basic understanding of, yeah, there's a lot of money coming in, but there's also a lot of ex- expenses going out. I mean, payroll, rent, payroll's huge for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have a lot of that. Um, mm-hmm. Just cost of goods replenishment. You know, there's a lot of other things down the line too, but you know, there's, you know, it's not, so I guess, I don't know. I've just always felt that, that if they understood where we were, you know, then they could understand where we're going, Mm -hmm. but to be able to do that, they need to, they need to kind of be able to see what we're doing. Right. So you have grown your business by doing, I'm sure a ton of things, but the key things we've shared today is expanding your business yes. um, and then really growing your grooming, the service side of the business. So you not only expanded the retail services, you've added mm-hmm. a, new services and then you've grown those services. I just want to touch on real quick. A lot of business owners live in the fear of hiring more groomers. Cause again, it's more, um, more team to manage more energy to manage, you know, more customers, more dogs, more situations. Um, it is, it is, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like, it is, but it is. I, I also love that you have said that you, um, at, will be at max capacity with five groomers, meaning you're thinking about your salon in a way where you're like, how, how much like time, like is available on my tables, how much time is available in my tubs. And you're trying to maximize the profitability of just yes. the salon. And the only way you're going to do that is if you fill up the times <laughs> with yes. the team. Time is money. Yes. Time is money. Um, <laughs> time is money. So that's good. So you've expanded the space you've expanded in this to the services to maximize, and you've created a bonus structure for your um, employees to keep them motivated. So those are all great yes. tips. Yeah. Now I want to segue to something else that's kind of top of mind and going on right now, just in the world of being a small business owner, um, but especially being somebody who engages with the public so much, right. And, and, and our retail and physical businesses. And Mm -hmm. when we manage a lot of team burnout is a big thing right now and um, mental exhaustion or feeling overwhelmed or like unsatisfied or, um, nervous about the future or feeling like there's nothing we can control. Those are all kind of like big themes happening in a lot of our lives right now. So how, how have you yourself and for your team kind of helped navigate that? It's been hard. Honestly, that's been, there are a ton of stuff going on in the world that we have absolutely zero control over. 
it has definitely caused a lot of anxiety. We talk about it though. And I think that's one of the things we talk about it in our meetings. I talk, I do talk about it with my groomers. We talk a lot about how we're feeling because the one thing that I have really enjoyed watching my team do to handle stress is like if my groomers, if I've got a couple of younger ones and some days they're just, they're feeling a little overwhelmed. The great thing is everybody in my, in my store, myself included, um, we're all trained to be bathers. So we can jump in and alleviate a little bit of the, the stress sometimes. Now we can't do it every day, but there's a lot of days that if we're seeing somebody who's feeling a little more anxious, we'll, we'll step in and everybody um, works together. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's more cooperative and be there for each other and have those, those sometimes difficult and hard conversations when we're all feeling a little bit anxious mm-hmm. for myself, I've been meditating more and I'm trying not to consume as much media because it's really difficult. Um, I have to, we obviously, we have to use uh, social media platforms for work. Everybody has to in this business, but we need to be somewhat careful not to overindulge yes. when I do, I, I tend to feel worse. So I'm working on, on meditating and I'm working on eating a little better and drinking enough water. And the groomers are, are really bad about that. Like you have to basically kind of make them take yeah, a break. You are hungry, which is why you're feeling how you're feeling. You need to stop. And I, you frequently will buy lunch for everybody. We do a lot of lunches. I do a ton of Starbucks runs. This last two years has been really hard. And I think that we're all tired of living through these once in a lifetime events. We're just way over it. And sometimes people just need to know that somebody else cares one cares enough to ask them because there might not be anybody else in their life who is asking and they may have to be the strong person in everyone else's life. There's that just asking about it. And then two, I think as again, just employers, we have either resources, other resources, or are aware of other things they might not be aware of um, that can support and help them depending on what they're going through. Yeah. Everybody, they call me the work mom. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of mothering and I think that's probably why I want to feed them all the time. (laughs) You know, well, I've been getting a lot of requests from really seasoned business owners like yourself, and mm-hmm. they're wondering if it's time for them to sell their businesses, mainly probably because of everything they you've just said that they're feeling um, as well. And they're kind of like, this isn't fun anymore. And they are ready to exit. You know, business is good. Revenue is there. And I, I'm not kidding. I've been doing business coaching for five years and I have never seen the influx like I have in the last few months of people that are wanting kind of to get out, trying to decide. Yeah. They either want to get out. Um, so if you're new to the pet industry and you're listening and you're thinking about starting one, uh, you should just approach a local pet business and see if they're so willing to sell. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I know what's so interesting with you though, is that in, you know, you are one of America's coolest pet stores with pet plus yeah. magazine. Yay. Yay. Another big win. And you've just renovated and I can tell, you know, your social media game is like on point. You know, I see you're doing all these things and you're always involved in your community and your, you know, your marketing is great. And I just can tell from your energy that you like, you do still love it. You've already mentioned that you do still love it. I love it. (laughs) And the grooming has given me a whole other piece to love because now the dogs, I get to see so many dogs come in and I get to see them when they leave. And it just brings me unbelievable joy. Yeah. So what is it, is it that what, like what helps you 
either get realigned with, uh, loving your work and your job, or like, what is it about the fact, you know, you and your business that you just love it so much? Puppies. Puppies. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. Um, it's puppies. Just take a day where you're like, I'm not doing anything else, but I'm going to sit on the floor and meet and greet every dog that walks in here. (laughs) Right. Um, we've had those days. We've had those days that are really hard where, where we've had a customer that's been really unkind, but you know how, I mean, it's retail. Yeah. We've had, we've had those hard days and we've had hard weeks. It felt like for a long time, I think everybody probably feels this way that, that if they, if, the earth would just quit moving enough that we could get our feet underneath us, that we'd feel okay. You'll catch those glimpses right now of where the earth kind of finally gets level and you get your feet down and you're like, all right, it's all right. And then something else happens. And I think when you're dealing with back to back to back of that, um, like we have for the last two years, it's, it's really difficult. The only thing I can say is um, for me is making sure that my mental health is okay so that I can handle the day-to-day pressures and still love work. So getting outside for me, being outside in nature is critical. Um, It's just little things and being grateful every day. I wake up every day, grateful to my customers, grateful to my staff. And, you know, I make a conscious decision, I think, to think about those things. I think when, when any business owner is feeling overwhelmed or like their business isn't growing or something isn't right or causing them stress, like there are things out there to help us and we, we can yeah. find those things and we can take action. They, you know, you got to identify what it is, reach, mm-hmm. and then you need to reach out and ask for help. And I think everybody's afraid to talk about how they're feeling. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear you know, a lot of fear about saying, geez, you know, I'm really upset about everything that's going on in the world, or I'm really upset about this. So I think there's a lot of that, but yeah, to finding joy in your business again, enjoy the little things, enjoy the little moments, connect, connect with your customers, really connect with your customers and remember from the beginning, why you wanted to get into it and what you're honestly, one of the things that you probably had me do. And it really made a huge difference is you need to write down what your core values are and you need to get real clear on your mission statement. What is it that you're trying to accomplish? And you need to live with it. You need to really, really embrace it because occasionally when things are getting you outside of, of that, then that's when I think sometimes you start feeling that dissatisfaction with, you know, what's happening. Yeah. You feel so out of alignment. Connect with connecting with people, honestly, I think is the biggest thing that's kept me joyful is connecting with my customers. Well, Anna, thank you so much for being here today on the Boss Your Business podcast. And we're thankful to have you in the Pet Boss Club. I wish you the best of luck in your the next year ahead. And you never know, maybe, maybe we'll hit uh two million. We'll talk to you all real soon.